Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Self-Publishing. I'm your host, Patricia Bates, historical romance author, and I am so glad that you guys have joined us today. Today, we have a guest in the hot seat. This is Kristen Lee. She is an author. She is about to launch her debut book, and I am so excited to have you on the show, Kristen. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you write, where you're from, all that good okay. stuff. Okay. Well, I'm Kristen Lee, and I write contemporary romance. I I think it's more emotional type romance than it is just, um, you know, fun fun loving. I think all my books have a journey in them, and um, I live in Kentucky, which is an awesome state to live in. We get all four seasons, and so I feel like I can write about all four seasons. I don't have to imagine it. <laughs> uh, yeah, four seasons is really beneficial. I'm from, I'm from Canada. So yeah, we totally get four seasons. Um, although I have to say around where I'm at, I'm in, I'm in the prairies. It really honestly feels like we get, um, we get three seasons. We get planting season, we get harvesting season, and then we get winter. And then you get winter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's fantastic. So, uh, you know, you write contemporary romances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you read contemporary uh, romances? Do you read in that genre? Um, and if I you do, ab- what's the first book that made you cry? I absolutely do read in the, the genre. I think I read 130 books last year oh, wow. and, and, and while writing three. So that was, that was uh, pretty much a feat for me. Um, but the last book that made me cry was um, a book by Devney Perry. And um, it's called Letters to Molly. And uh, several readers were, you know, Facebook messaging me and emailing me and stuff saying that my writing style reminded of, reminded them of her and I had never read her books. And so I picked out, you know, I just randomly picked out one and um, it, it was so good. It was the first one. I can't remember what it was called, but the second one in the duet was called Letters to Molly. And it was about a couple that had been married and um, he, the, the man, the main, main character, his sister had lost her husband and they were best friends in the oh. first book. And so she went through her journey and found someone. And then, but while his, while her brother's life was falling apart mm. and, and her best friend. So it was just a real, it was a really emotional journey and, um, he was getting, she was started getting letters and from him, but they weren't from him. So it was this mystery about who was sending these letters and why, and it turns out to be his sister's new, new husband, um, oh. had found the letters and sent them trying to get them back together. Uh, oh, okay. So it was, I mean, and it was really, and there's, there was kids involved and I mean, it was just beautifully written. Uh, I don't, I'm a, product of divorced parents, but always amenable. And um, so was their relationship. So it, it was just beautiful. And I recommend it to anybody that wants to really feel, have all the feels in in a book. I will definitely have to check that book out. Mm -hmm. Um, So what was the inspiration? What was the inspiration? Okay, so let's start off with the title of your book for for first and foremost, because I want to know what the title is so that I can refer to it properly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, my my debut book was in August of 21. And um, 
it's a series and always with me. It's a horse racing backdrop. I think Canada has a few horse racing tracks, um, mm-hmm. Woodbine and um, some others. But um, so it started out, uh, I read the book Stephen King on writing. Yep. And he said to write what you know. And my husband and I had been involved in horse racing and he still is um, at different levels. Um, so I started writing what I knew. Yeah. And of course it was in romance. And so we went through the three book series and it was definitely a, um, a friendship type thing where they needed their friends and all three books to bring them together. They relied on their friends more than they did their parents or you know something else. And, um, so now my, I have a, a new series debuting next week called the Sarasota shark series. And the book is called stealing a second chance. Okay. So what was the inspiration behind stealing a second chance? Oh, this is, this is fantastic. Um, <laughs> my, I have a, I have a 10 year old boy. Well, he'll be 11 tomorrow. And uh, him and his friends went, we came home from a baseball game. As soon as we got here, there were four kids at the door waiting for him to go fishing on at a local pond, which is about two streets over. Yeah. And um, so it was, one of his best friends got boy, best friends mm. and his sister, um, who's a year, a year older and one other boy. So there was four of them. And that night when I woke up in the middle of the night, had this whole idea and wrote seven chapters on my phone. Oh. And, um, the next morning I tried to read what I wrote on my phone and it was so I, fat thumbs. <laughs> And, um, but so it was, it's a story of, um, the prologue is a, is a flashback and, um, of the boy and his best friend and his sister going to the pond fishing. Yeah. And we fast forward and, you know, to chapter one and she is, something has happened to, they had gotten together back then. They had kept it a secret. Um, and then something happened. And so she ghosted him for eight years. He's Ooh. now a major league baseball player. And she is a PR person for a triple A team in, in baseball. And he arranges it so that he can come and be with her after not talking to her for eight years and to try to work out what had happened and, um, and go from there, you know, so it was pretty Ooh. Awesome. Well, sports romance is really hot right now. I think that's one of the rapidly growing trends um, in the industry. Uh, I mean, there are certain ones that are just evergreen and sports, I think, may become an evergreen one. Right, right. Um, So so what was it about baseball that that, you know, that drew you in to write this story? Or is it just because it was just something that you were familiar with? Well, I think in my mind, the reason why it, it all cultivated together was because we had been to a baseball game and 15 minutes later he was fishing you know and and so Mm. but I do know baseball really well and um I I love it it was springtime when I thought of this you know when I thought of this idea and um I didn't finish it till a little later because I had some deadlines on my on my first series but um I went on and wrote those seven chapters cleaned them up so that I would have a good idea of where I wanted to go wrote you know had some, you know, note cards and things on my Scrivener and um, yeah. worked from, you know, worked from there. So I wouldn't forget. And every time I had an idea, I would put it in there, but it's, it's very emotional. I, will, uh, my, I have a beta reader that also arc reads 
for me afterward, you know, afterwards. Oh, lovely. Yes. And she, uh, she's a professional and she actually said, um, she can't believe she cried the second time too. (laughs) (laughs) There, well, that's, that's a good indication. That is a good <laughs> indication that you have, you have connected, you have done, you've done your job, right, so to speak. Right. Um, and, and in the novel, they, um, you know, there's a lot, she's surprised that he's there. She doesn't understand why he's there. And he's like, um, I got traded. It was on the ticker. Don't you watch ESPN? You know? And so it's kind of, there's some very light moments, you know, and then some crushing moments as well. Okay. So this one, stealing, stealing a second chance, is this the first book in the series or like, like, do they, do you give them the happily ever after in this book or is it, or is it a case of their happily ever after happens over, you know, two or three books? No, I like to read, uh, I write kind of what I like to read the most. I do like cliffhanger series sometimes, but I can't take them all the time. Yeah. So I tend to write what I, what I read most and um, so I give them a happily ever after, but um, entwined in book one, in both series, book two's character, at least one of the characters comes to the forefront and you're rooting for him to get a, him or her to get a book, you know, and so they yeah. do by the end. And so I intertwine that just a little, just enough to make you want to read it, hopefully. Yep. And, um, but they all get their happily ever afters. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So yeah. Uh... How would you, you know, how would you describe your experience so far in, in the publishing industry? Um, now you've, you've got a full series out, you've just debuted and you're debuting another one. Um, what would you say has, has been your, your experience so far? It's been a roller coaster emotionally. I think, um, I'm one of those people that just, I'm a doer, so I don't, plan things out really in my life. I like my son's birthday is tomorrow. We may or may not have a party tomorrow night. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, um, I just, I just go with the flow. And so I wrote, it took me five months to write the first book and it took me three full months to figure out how to publish it. And, um, and then after I hit publish, I thought I was done and, oh, was I so wrong. And yes. so uh, September was my second month and I was really down on myself. It was very much an emotional pit because I couldn't understand why, you know, nobody loved this book. Why wasn't people, why weren't people buying it? And um, then by October, I had learned a few things about marketing and mm-hmm. took some class, more and more classes. And um, uh, there's so many different softwares that, and websites that you have to use as an indie author um, to gain traffic. And, and now I actually have a little following and, um, you know, I've got great read through on my first, on my first series, like 80% read through. So, um, that makes me happy. <laughs> that's, that's so, awesome. So are you in Kindle unlimited with your books or are you a wide published author? I am in Kindle unlimited. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I kind of felt like that's the best way for people to be able to try, try me out yep. and see if I, if they like my style and, and the type of writing that I do. And then, um, you know, wide might be an option in a year or so, but what happened in September is I got completely overwhelmed with, you know, producing a website and a newsletter and a, all the different things. I got completely overwhelmed. And I said, Hey, uh, my husband actually said, Hey, you're going to do pick two things and learn how to do them each month. 
And yep. so that's, that's kind of how I've done it. And I've been able to keep myself on, fo- on target, focused um, mm-hmm. by doing that. Like this month, I'm learning about different types of ads. I just got off an ad class. And um, so because it's not about, you know, I want my stories out there. I want them to be enjoyed um, by as many people who want to enjoy them, yep. but they, they can't enjoy them if they don't know they're there. You know? Exactly. 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 Have you now, I know that you are, are still new to the, to the game, so to speak. Um, but have you, have you looked into doing Inker's Con? Um, I am, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this. Um, not only of, of uh, Alessandatory, but of Inker, of Inker's Con. I'm doing mini con this year as well, uh, which mm-hmm. is next, this coming weekend, the 22nd, yeah. 23rd. Um, but it, there's so much information in there that it's right. going to be overwhelming, but um, are, you know, do you, have you considered taking that one or is it something that, you know, is kind of on the back burner? Because when you're, when you're trying to learn as much as you are trying to learn as an indie, mm-hmm. um, it can be overwhelming is not the right word. It, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's a tsunami of information that you have to, you know, you have to go through and, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes it can be, it can be it can be challenging. <laughs> yeah, it's daunting sometimes. It is. And um, yes, I I follow Alessandra and uh, I signed up for last August for the video Inker's Con mm-hmm. and take a couple of them when they, when it fits whatever I'm trying to learn that month yep. um, and everything. And I actually just did her um, uh, planning the planning uh, oh, yes. business side of that. And I have yes. owned my own business before, but um, this is kind of a different beast. And being that it's kind of like all you, you're taking care of all of it. So there's not employees and things like that. Maybe there will be in the future, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but the, the mini con, um, yes, I am signed up for that. Um, but I do have, you know, and I really, I think I want to go to the one the the big one i think it's in texas yeah it, yeah tech i think it's in texas this year um i'm not sure about next year but I, this year it's in texas i i don't do i don't do the the live one i do the digital only mm-hmm. um because it's just it's just not feasible you find that you get more out of it to to do it digitally i've liked the recordings and being able to go back and watch things oh. over I, I probably, yes, I would have to say yes. Um, I find that I get so much out of it and, and the, the community that you built, uh, that you build through it, just attending it is, is mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Um, we have a, a group, uh, there's a group of us that kind of went off and we've, I created a group and we've been kind of doing our own thing. And it's been really, really amazing because we've, we're able to learn so much more and we do round tables every every other week well last year we were doing round tables every week this year it's a little bit different but we've got I mean we have uh we've got people from plotter coming in we actually have Alessandra's personal uh PA coming in on the 26th oh, awesome. to do Great. a round table with us so awesome. lots of fun things but I think that the, the creating that community was so huge because it's exposure to such a diverse group. Um, right. Not everybody writes romance, although um, it is the largest genre out there. Um, it's also the most top selling genre, right, but it's, right. so it, it does make, I think that's a really big thing is having that connection. Um, yeah. 
I've talked to a couple of people that have said that they have gone to the live and the live is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm just, I don't think I would be comfortable with a live because I don't like being away from family too much and, right. and being gone for, even if it's just over, you know, four or five days, um, right. without the husband and the kids and, you know, right. I, I don't sleep well, <laughs> when right. I don't right. have family. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, so it yeah. may, and that's a thing, that's the thing about, you know, writing and, and being in this business is you can, you, you know, you can adjust to what fits your needs. And I love that. Yeah. Um, I was a preschool uh, teacher until I started writing and um, you know, you can't really adjust. <laughs> you have to be there. And <laughs> yeah, you know, we did do virtual obviously before for COVID for two years, but um, you know, that's what I like about it. And I like that this community has been so supportive. I can't believe the number of people I've met in mm -hmm. seven months that have helped me because I didn't ask for any help. I didn't get on. I didn't know what half of the things were before I started yeah. writing. And, um, I met a wonderful group of people, um, on Friday kiss, yeah. um, group. And so we've got like a core group of like six of us that meet every Thursday night. And, um, we're all like a little different in our journeys, but none of us are too far or too too far ahead or too far behind. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of like helping each other and learning with each other, you know, at the same time. And we've got a couple, one that's great at all the technology stuff. And she, you know, uh, you know, she, she taught us how to format our, format our own books, save us money, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. So there's always something, you know, now, you know, we're constantly like doing sprints. I had no idea what a sprint was because I just wrote by myself all the time, like yeah. 10 or 12 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a huge thing for, for most authors. Um, now that I, now that you, you, you talk about sprints, um, do you find that when you're sprinting, you're getting more words in um, as opposed to sitting down in the chair for three hours and writing for three hours straight, do you find that, that, that by sprinting you're actually, your word count is going up or do you find that it's about the same? I find that it goes down, but, um, but I do think it makes me focus on a certain area of my book where it was probably a concern. Like I, I usually like when I write, if I don't, I write, you know, the page and then there might be a paragraph, you know, every 10, 15 pages or whatever, that just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like it's me. It doesn't seem like it's the characters. It's not the right. So I just highlight it and I leave it and I keep going, going on. And usually in my sprints, I go back during my sprints. And so people I'll go, Oh, I got 400 words. <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, but I spent that time thinking and researching because when I'm writing, writing, I'm on a roll and I don't stop. Yeah. I, you know, I, I highlight if I don't like it and go on. And uh, because I feel like I get my idea, my concept of that chapter out, you know, out yeah. of my body and onto the page. <laughs> yes. Yes. I had a, speaking of that, I had a, a very interesting um, conversation. There was a post in one of the groups and I can't remember which post to which group it was, but they were talking about the author was talking about how, you know, she had talked to someone and they had said that editing as you go is the best way to write and that, um, you know, you, you know, you should be, you shouldn't try and you should try and force yourself to write or something along those lines. To write and, cleanly. Like, yeah, to, to write, write cleanly. really cleanly and, and to, to look at your first draft as, you know, as a polished manuscript. Um, what are your thoughts? You know, do you agree or do you disagree? 
Well, I think everybody has their own way. I think if you are a very detailed, meticulous, you know, oriented person, that then that's probably the style that works for you. But for me, no, I just need to get my, I need to vomit out my ideas. Uh And then I, and that way I write that first draft pretty fast. And, you know, you know, like 80,000 words may take me like, you know, four to six weeks. And, um, but then I go back and clean it up and I add and I subtract. Okay. You know, I look at, I usually use the sprints to do some of that. And just to keep me focused, because once I'm done writing, you know, a huge, you know, a huge amount at a time, um, then it becomes detailed stuff. And so then that's when I feel like the sprints help me focus. And, um, you know, of course, and then I send it to my professional beta reader and I get information back. And um, I'll tell you, uh, any authors out there that are thinking about, you know, publishing your first book, do not do not worry when you get back a 30 page report that says all the things that it's going to say <laughs> on your first book. Um, because my, my beta reader, um, she, you know, she does tons and tons for, uh, people that are on Amazon, but she has, you know, she does chapter by chapter sonat- uh, reactions. So those are things that don't necessarily need to be changed, but things that the reader, how the reader's perceiving what I, what I said. And um, so she'll put a lot of positive things like, oh, that's swoon worthy or, you know, love that or, you know, oh, I'm so glad this happened or, you know, he's a jerk, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. (laughs) But then, um, but then she'll also say, you know, this doesn't sound like what Patrick would say, you know, if there's not a reason for Patrick saying that in the next few chapter, you know, few paragraphs, then you need to take a look at that and maybe move it or take it out, you know, Um, you know, and then you get, and over time, I have learned in a very short amount of time, actually, it's helped me like produce a better copy for her to begin with. Mm -hmm. So my last one was stealing a second chance. Um, She didn't even write a report. She just called me. And she said, Hey, I've got two issues. Everything else is great. Let's talk about them. And let's talk about how you can, you know, how you can overcome it. And so that's what we did. And so don't be afraid. I mean, that first time I was like, I looked at it and I looked at my husband and I'm like 36 pages, you know, and he said, well, your book's 398. So don't feel bad. (laughs) Uh, No, that's a pretty good ratio. I would say one second. (laughs) So I just keep I just keep on writing and take the, any criticism, um, as long as it's worded correctly or it's presented correctly, mm-hmm. I can handle, you know, it, I don't like people being mean spirited because I didn't something I would do to somebody else, but, yeah. um, you know, yeah. if they present it as it's going to help me sell more books and get more readers eyes on my books, then I'm going to listen. Yeah, you know, exactly. And I think that's, that's a really good way to, to do it. Sorry. The dogs are going crazy. The boys are back. That's okay. (laughs) I think that's a really good way to do it because at the end of the day, you know, you want to put out a product that you're proud of and you want to put out the best possible product that you can. So I think it's really important. Um, The other part of that too is, is, you know, you you want to make sure that you're open to suggestions and open to feedback. So do you have that relationship with your beta reader where you can, you can go and say, well, Hey, I disagree with this. Um, Can you explain why you said this and and kind of get that, that feedback? Um, Absolutely. And I also, if anybody out there is looking, you know, thinking about beta readers and things, they really need to, 
other authors and friends, they're going to be really nice to you. They might not tell you everything you need to hear. So I do suggest paying someone that's unbiased. Um, but yes, like I had an issue in one of, in, in my last book and I didn't agree with her and she's like, well, let's talk about it. And you tell me why, and then I'll tell you why you didn't, what you need to do, what you forgot to put in to the manuscript. Um, how about if we add something like this, or how about if we add something like that um, in order to resolve the problem, resolve her issue with it, because yeah. she's the reader yeah. and she only reads romance, beta romances. So she does it all the time. Yeah. And um, so I trust her opinion, but I wanted, I'm like, I really wanted this part of the book. And she's like, okay, then we have to figure out what you need to do to make it impactful and meaningful in the book. We don't want something in the book that just doesn't mean anything. It's in your head. You need to put what's in your head on the paper. So after we talked about it, I realized that I hadn't put any of the stuff that was in my head onto the paper. <laughs> well, and that's, that's, that's part of the whole process, right? Because as authors, we have this vision on our head. We see, we see the scene, we see the, the interaction, we, we have all of this information, but sometimes what we forget is that no one else has access to our heads. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Well, and you know, I mean, I'll be like, you know, I move around, I have an office and I in here sometimes, but you know, I move around the house and write in different areas of the house, you know, and my family will come in and like, you're crying. Well, why are you crying? I'm like, because this is getting ready to happen, <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> they'll distract me and I'll forget to put it in. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. I totally, so, I totally understand that. And, and I do that all the time. I've got, I have one lady that I work with all the time, love her to pieces. And she critiques, she's my critique slash editor partner. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, she doesn't read my genre um exclusively like she she's kind of like um she's a genre bender so she reads everything right. and anything like she writes right she's very specific on what she writes but mm -hmm. and getting her reaction to stuff that I know that she is like she's not my ideal fan but knowing that I can get that reaction from her, from her. it's like nail it and sometimes sometimes that's that's the biggest thing is getting that feedback that says hey you know this is you go deeper with this, um, you know, right. to really, you know, really get into it is right. is really important. Um, now, did you find it a challenge to get your beta readers um, and arc readers? Or is that was it just something people that were recommended to you? Or how did you get get your I team put found, together? I've, I'm still working on getting a team put together. Because I think when at first your first book, you're, if you're like me, you're just doing it and flying by the seat of your pants. You don't even know what an arc reader is when you first, you know, unless you've been wanting to be a writer your whole life, which I have not. Um, I just, it just kind of happened over the past couple of years. And yeah. I've always kept a journal and things like that, but I never really, and I'm very much a creative person. I love to like craft and scrapbook and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. um, so now I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> putting your team together, uh, putting our team, putting our team together. Um, so the beta reader, I, I have, I have three, um, two professional and one fan. Yep. And, um, I rely the most on the one that's been with me the longest and has the, I guess the most credentials. Yep. Um, but, uh, that was, I, I can't remember. I found her on a website actually. 
And it turned out to be just a huge blessing because I was writing about in the background of horse racing and she was from a state that had horse racing. She owns her own horses. So she understood the terminology. And she also said, Hey, we need to explain this because you and I know what this is, but let's explain it. Just give it one sentence to explain to the reader what it is. So she really helped me in that area. Um, The ARC readers, that's something that I haven't quite figured out yet. I I have a small team um, that is consistent and, but I haven't really gotten that big. I've, I've tried some of the websites and I just haven't really gotten a good feel for those yet. And, Mm -hmm. and it also hasn't been one of the things I've focused on yet. I've been trying to focus on writing and advertising and that is on my list to do for this year. That is one of my goals from the Alessandra Tori um, <laughs> class. And one of my goals is to figure out ARC readers. And so if anybody wants to ARC read for me, you can email me at kristenleebooks at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, that's, that's actually perfect because that gives me, that gives me the perfect opener here. So um, how do uh, readers get in touch with you, you know, a social media, website, newsletter, etc. Um, now, I know that you have a newsletter because you said you put one together and you did you did the website last year. So right. how yeah. do they find that information? How do they find you to um, grab your books? Um, it is uh, www.kristenleebooks.com and all the information is there. But um, I'd say Facebook is probably and Instagram are probably my two most social media um, accounts, and um, they are both at Kristen Lee Writes Romance um, are the handles for that. And but I have a big Kristen Kisses Facebook group that you know is private, um, but you can join, and I would love to have you. The um, we do lots of like giveaways. I just gave away an Amazon gift card. Like if they post. If they comment on my posts or something like that, they go into give you know signings or you know signed copies or Amazon gift cards are easy or you know ebook or something like that. Um, we did you know in in America the bowl games the football bowl games are really big, so I had them all say the last place they ate, uh, the restaurant they ate, what they ate, and add the bowl onto it. And there were some really funny ones, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> like. Um, olive garden shrimp bowl you know just (laughs) kind of funny like one of them was like waffle cake raspberry tart bowl or something they were just really funny and so I'm gonna make a picking one to make a like a little two paragraph short story um about for them to do that but we we play games and do polls and I ask them you know hey do you like this cover or that cover do you like this ad or that ad you know different things like that to help them feel like they're involved and not feel like they're involved but be involved in my in my author journey yeah are you on TikTok I am on TikTok I have not mastered that (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone has um uh uh, it's, 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 it's a platform I struggle with. Uh, I just actually just, I did the uh, five day um, challenge through Mark Dawson. Um, uh, yep. And uh, so, but I, I am seeing that I am getting definitely getting more followers. I am mm-hmm. definitely getting um, and, and I'm and I'm following hashtags, not just authors, but I'm also following hashtags 
So that's always good. And it kind of gives you a little bit more um, fine tuning, I guess you would say when you're doing your right. videos and posts and stuff and what's in your right. feed. But yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting platform. Um. Right. Well, and you know, I enjoy I enjoy it, but I don't want to get lost in it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to waste a whole lot of time. And I'm definitely one of those people that will waste time if you know I will procrastinate if there's something capturing my attention. Um. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yes. you know what I do find TikTok really good for is finding covers, finding people that I want my covers to look like. <laughs> Yeah, the, the yes. men and women I'm like, oh, she's so cute. Or he's so cute. Oh, I want, you know, and then yeah. I have to go try to find a man or woman that looks like them. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, well, I, I, I'm, I have to actually create a TikTok channel for my, my cover design business, because I think it would be really good. It would be a good way to, to get people, authors, especially to see more exposure. Um, right. So, so we can find you on social media on your website. Um, you know, do you have any, any final thoughts for our listeners, you know, on your journey, anything that you wish you had maybe done differently, um, than you have things that you wish you had learned before you (laughs) set out on the journey? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if you're a person that just needs to just do it, jump in and, and do it, but maybe ask for help, find, uh, you know, Facebook has its issues, but it is a wonderful place to um, find like people that are in the same boat as you are and, um, and people that know a whole lot more than you do that are really, really willing to help you out. I've been amazed at the support from all the different groups and really have run into only a couple of people that, you know, have, you know, poo-pooed on what I had to say or, yeah. or what somebody else had to say. Sometimes yeah. it's what somebody else I'm like, Oh, don't say that to her. She's trying her best. <laughs> you know. And, um, but I would definitely look into like terminology, like, so that you know what people are talking about on the, on the website, <laughs> you know, and, um, and, I, and I would say really get on Goodreads. Yes. I think that Goodreads is, uh, I, again, it has its issues too, but I think overall it's great for authors, um, to see what other people are reading. And I know as an independent author, it's so hard when everybody's reading the same Colleen Hoover book and, you know, nobody's reading an indie, you know, all you see on your feed is that, but the more of us indie authors that are on there, the more we can support each other. And that's how your books get seen is on websites like that. Exactly. And Goodreads, despite despite the the negative um i won't say publicity because it's not but then the negative connotations that go with it i guess um i i definitely have to say goodreads is probably the best option for an author who's looking to gain exposure because there's what a billion readers that go on that website all the time and and it's And I think well, those are need- people looking for your book we can yeah. advertise on facebook and amazon but um these are actually people looking for a specific book. They're going to find, they're looking for a specific type of of book and they're going to be able to find you on it. And I think that's, you know, and I like that you can um, friend or follow, you don't have to do both. Um, You know, so I think that helps with, you know, with your exposure too. And I found my arc, four or five of my arc readers have come from Goodreads because they, saw something I posted or I liked something that they liked. And, you know, then they went back and looked at my book and contacted me and, you know, 
when I said, exactly. oh, I'm coming out with a new book and, oh, do you have an art, you have an opening on your art team? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Take as many as I can get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I know art readers are super important and they're, they're a necessary, um, you know, they're necessary and they're so appreciated. Um, right. I love my art readers. Um, the ones that, I, you know, and I've, I've used, I've used a different couple, a couple of different sites to get them. And I love my art readers because it really mm -hmm. does help me understand what the reader is looking for um now of course i super niche i super niched with the last couple of books but this i'm working on a new series it's definitely not super niche it's more to market but i think that's important and goodreads is a website for readers it is not a website that is designed for authors it is a just right designed for readers right. so well I and i use it too because it i read you know like i said i read 130 books last year and a lot of those um you know, I specifically look for books that are kind of not, you know, or authors that are kind of unknown when I see one come up and I like the, the reviews and the responses. And to be honest with you, I like the two and three star reviews that I see just as much as I like the five year, five star reviews when I'm looking for something, because somebody that doesn't like something, it might be some, might, might tell me more what's in the book. It might, yeah. you know, say, I know some romance writers don't like cheating, but cheating is a part of, you know, a part of 50% of all of our lives, <laughs> you know, 50% um, of people get divorced and that's the main reason. Um, yes. But like, if it says, you know, I hated this book because there was cheating, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I don't mind that as long as it's, you know, it's the rest of the story that I, I care about because whoever's cheat, whoever did the cheating probably isn't the main character in the book. They're exactly. probably the reason they're the antagonist, you know? So yeah. Yeah. And I think too, the, you know, sometimes that, that, that is a mechanism or a tool that an author uses to, to segue into the actual relationship of the book, you know? Right. Um, so I think that's really important too. So right. um, I'm not a big fan of reading reviews. I will be honest with you. I don't read my own reviews when people re review my books. I very well, very rarely really read them. Um, I mm -hmm. will read reviews on other books um right i like to know i like to know what readers want you know i mm -hmm. like to be able to do the research and that's a big part of it so and goodreads makes it easy because i can have author friends read and review my book that i know are going to give me honest feedback honest and feedback. um you know not have to worry about the that review being erased or something along those lines although right. yes goodreads is owned by amazon and for those who do not know but it's still a platform where you know you can there's so much you can do with it so right. uh, yeah I'm a big right. fan of Goodreads if you can't tell and, and I'm still learning it you know so as I've only been on it since October or August or maybe August and you know so I'm still learning how to use it um as an author because like I like it it's a it's a reader's website and I've yeah. always used it as a reader prior to that yeah. so um learning it from a different perspective um is you know can be a little interesting <laughs> yes yes you know like yes, I, i'm trying to figure out how to get them to change my book cover to what instead of my holding you know my black and white holding cover that i put on for my pre-order with amazon you know they pull it over as like it's the cover and then it you do have it takes a while to get it changed to the correct cover you know 
So oh, there yeah. is there is a way around that. There is a way around that. So after after we're done, don't run off. I'll explain. I'll, I'll actually tell you how to get a way around that. Um, oh, okay, great. <laughs> um, I'm ready, willing, and able to listen to all the advice I can get. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's super easy. So um, all right. Um, so when is uh, stealing second chance a second chance coming out? It comes out January 27th um, on Amazon, free and Kindle Unlimited. So I hope everybody, if you like romance and sports stories and stuff that's emotional, that's going to make you, you know, make your heart melt, make your heart break, but it'll put it back together by the end. Awesome. Now, is it, uh, what is our heat rating here? Is it sweeter or is it more of the, uh, the, uh, the central? It's definitely it's definitely open door, but um, this is probably the le le least steamy of my of the four books that I've written um, because it has the more of the emotional um, stuff going on. Okay. Um, but it but it is open door, and there's a couple of good, really good scenes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I like steamy, but I would say if you said like to five, I don't know, five maybe is five erotica. Uh, it's definitely uh, erotic. five is erotic. Um, erotic okay. has its own heat level. So okay. it's so, so right. different. <laughs> so I would say this one is probably a three where my two books before that were probably fours. So, okay. so this okay. is probably a three. Every, I think everybody can enjoy this without, um, without worrying too much. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Kristen Lee, for joining us today. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Um, Thank you, I will Patricia. have uh, Kristen's links in the description box for everyone below. Please take a look at her website, stop by, grab a book, have a read, um, and we will talk to everyone very soon. Thank you again, Kristen, for joining Thank me. Thank you. And I look forward to having you on the show again. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everybody.